Welcome to the Beyond the Diagnosis podcast, where we strive to bring you useful and timely information to inspire and encourage you on your journey with histiocytosis. This is episode 010, a year-end update from the Histiocytosis Association. Welcome to this episode of the podcast. I'm your host, Kathy Wisniewski. Our histio community is the reason that we here at the Histiocytosis Association do what we do on a daily basis, and that includes things like starting this podcast. We want to be able to provide resources for you in as many different mediums as possible so that you can learn in any format that works for you. Last April, we recorded our second podcast episode with the association's executive director, Diana Fournier, which focused on the things we had planned for the year at the association, our strategic plan, and longer-term goals. To this day, that is still our most listened-to episode. That being the case, we thought our listeners might appreciate another similar episode to talk about how far we've come this year and our plans going into 2022, so I've invited Diana back. What you're about to hear is the conversation that she and I had about what we've accomplished at the association in 2021, what we didn't accomplish, and what we're looking forward to in 2022. So let's get started. Hello, and a very special welcome to our Histio community and listeners. Last April, we recorded a podcast episode with Diana Fournier, the executive director of the Histiocytosis Association, about what our strategic plan and goals were for the association for 2021. In that episode, to this day, is still the most listened to episode of the podcast, which tells me that you, our listeners, are very interested in hearing about what we've got going on at the association, the new things that are to come, and how you can get involved. So we thought it would be a great idea, now that we're almost at the end of 2021, to invite Dion back to update everyone on how far we've come and where we're going in 2022. So Dion, welcome back. Thank you, Kathy. It's great to be back. And I've loved listening to all of the podcast episodes this year. So um, it's it's really fun to be here. Great. Well, for me, this is um, an exciting episode to record because you and I were actually just having this conversation yesterday about um, how sometimes it's hard to take time to celebrate our wins, no matter how big or how small that they might be. And episodes like this are really a great opportunity to do exactly that. I think that um, Sometimes it can be so easy to get caught up in, in the busyness of life and, and work and the next thing to that we forget to take time to stop and say, like, wow, that thing we accomplished, that was really cool. That really helped a lot of people. So today we get to celebrate a little bit through the podcast. And not only that, but it also gives us another opportunity to share the things that we've done with our audience in case they didn't know about them. Now, of course, some of these things are internal processes and things that can't necessarily be seen on the outside. But everything we do ultimately leads to something that our community can benefit from in some way. So let's get this party started. Um, (laughs) When we first connected on that podcast back in April, we talked about several projects and initiatives that we had our sights on for the year. And they included things like a new website, collaboration with medical institutions for education and awareness, including grand rounds and awareness in the ER Um, some webinars, specifically the one about the new NCCN guidelines, um, and advocacy and involvement in various working groups. So can you speak to the status of some of these initiatives and and the things we were able to accomplish so far in 2021? 
I would love to. Uh, I think it's really, like you said, it's really fun to look back and to see everything you have accomplished. Um, I have to uh, every month kind of take take notes of everything that we work on to report to the board as well. And so I'm always amazed at how many pages I fill of the things that we check the box on or the uh, incredible stories from the community. So I'd love to. The new website was a project that we had on our radar for a while um, prior to me even joining the organization and um, was one that required a lot more logistics and planning and preparation than I think any of us really envisioned. Um, And looking at it now, it's just really neat to see it have come to life. A lot of the things that we really tried to focus on with the website was to make sure that Everyone who visited knew that there was a passionate team right there who really wanted and still wants you to pick up the phone and give us a call and for us to be able to support you with any questions that you have. And also understanding that there, are t- the website was a project that we uh, we took on. It was on our radar from you know prior to me even joining the organization, something that we knew we really wanted to update Um, make it more modern and mobile friendly. And it required a lot more planning and preparation than I think any of us really envisioned. And we are really excited to see it come to life. When you look at it now, you can really see all the things that we wanted to capture. First and foremost for us was to ensure that when you visit the site, you still feel that there's a team that's here, a passionate team who really wants you to pick up the phone and call us because we want to be able to be there to support you and answer any questions that you have. And also really understand that there are times where, you know, we, we just need some information or we want to, re, we have information, but we want to go back and see more. Um, and so to give you a, a, the ability to easily navigate a website and find what you need. So I'm um, creating things like what we have on the homepage that follows you through the website called the IM bar. And it's really, you know, where are, who are you visiting the site and how can we best support you? And so you click on that, whether you're newly diagnosed or a caregiver or a physician, and we try to point you in the right direction. Um, We're still, that's still in progress. I will say we are thinking through some new updates now that we have the the website fully launched. We have um, some great resources on there. We're looking to grow that and we can talk more about that um, a bit later if you'd like, but we are looking to grow it even further to have more resources and to update the disease information so that we can have the most current, um, you know, advancements, treatments, knowledge around each histiocytic disorder. So there will be some changes to come next year, uh, but we're really impressed with the way that it turned out um, and, you know, excited to have a really, I think, easy to, to modify platforms so we can make changes as we know what the community needs. Yeah, and I think um, in the, the last podcast that we were on together, you had mentioned that that was actually one of the blessings in disguise from the pandemic was that we were able to focus a lot of our time and resources and energy on that project. And maybe we were able to speed it up a little bit because we had the time to do that because we weren't going out into the community and um, attending events and, and regional meetings and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. Just the ability to have, have that time to dedicate to, to that project. Um, you know, and it's, it's very important because that is how almost everybody has come across the association is that they either Google histiocytosis or about us through their physician and the website's usually the first place that they land. So making sure that that gives um, the most information possible, the most relevant information is really important. So um, yeah, we were very fortunate to be able to do that and to continue to grow it. Great. It was a fantastic project. You have a lot to be proud of with that one, for sure. 
Absolutely. Yeah. And the webinars that we were able to host, specifically the one around the NCCN guidelines. I mean, if I can just speak to the amount of partnership that has taken place over the past two years to make these educational opportunities come to fruition, um, it's it's amazing to see the support that's rallied around the Histio community. The physicians who were the authors on the guidelines, um, a few of them stepped forward and expressed interest in hosting for us. And that required um, approval from the NCCN as well. So we had to come up with the content and share that with them. And then they approved the ability for us to host the webinar. Just their, their support and their partnership was incredible. And same for all of the webinars that we were able to host. I think we did um, over five this year, and some of them in partnership with the Histio Association of Canada, the ECD Global Alliance, the OR Association in Barcelona. Um, we're looking forward to doing so much more of that, but it was beyond the opportunity to provide education and really um, a chance to come together with, with other organizations around the world and to provide what the community was asking for um, in the best ways that we could. So um, those two specifically are, I think, in initiatives that we, we carried in from the previous year and really saw through and are looking forward to growing them in the future years. It was also great to have, um, I know in several of our webinars, we um, we looked to our, our friends in the Histiocyte Society and they have stepped up as well to um, participate in these webinars and um, give the most up-to-date information that they have and really be able to, to bolster those webinars to, a, I, I think, a really great level and give, and give the community a little more access to, to the physicians in a way. Absolutely. Yeah, we, we're very, very grateful for their support. So is there any goal or target that we didn't accomplish this year that we um, are either going to drop or we're going to uh, carry over into 2022? Yes, I think um, I think that's one of the, the things that we learn as we we move forward with with our work each year is that um, we have a passionate team and we want to do everything that we possibly can. Um, one thing that we we've definitely we put a lot of energy into, however, we weren't able to reach the goal this year was the launch of an ambassador program, um, really trying to engage our community and give more opportunity to um, support one another. And so this, this program is about bringing together families and patients and having more um, conversations, more connection. And so that's something where we have all of the framework and are um, really just excited next year to, to put all of those pieces together and bring that to life. Um, and I think if, if I can kind of look back on this year and try to piece together why that didn't come to fruition this year, it's because we were we were thrilled to have so many different events and engagements throughout the year. Um, and so we needed to prioritize some of the work that we were doing and to, to really ask ourselves the question of if we were to do this now, would it be its best um, or would we truly be able to execute what we are looking for, execute on our vision? And so we made an agreement as a team to um, really just put it as a focus for next year, among some other things, and um, really do due diligence to the other projects that we were working on, like some of the ones that we had talked about and advocacy and supporting our community. So um, that's definitely one that we intend to carry on into the new year. Great. Yeah, I think that's going to be a, a fantastic program, a great way for the community to get involved and to um, actually be able to make a difference in um, the Histia world and the things that are going on and the things that we're able to do going forward. 
I think one of the things that you wanted to touch on was uh, the grand rounds. That was one thing that we had wanted to do this year and we didn't get to. And I know you wanted to speak to that a little bit. I do. Yeah. I, so it was it was something that we were really excited for to connect with institutions and to ask for the opportunity to bring in volunteers um, who were interested in sharing personal stories or physicians who really wanted to provide that education. And it was it was a neat experience uh, looking up all of these institutions across the U.S. and finding their oncology departments, making phone calls, doing all of this outreach. Um, and then finding along the way that the institutions really need a physician inside their facility. So someone on staff who's interested in, in hosting that grand round, not necessarily that they do the talking, but that they are interested in the topic. Um, so uh, this was a, an, an interesting lesson learned for me um, because I think what it might require is physicians, if you're listening, uh, family members, if you have a doctor that you're close with, asking them if they have grand rounds at their hospital and if they would be interested in um, asking about hosting a histiocytosis focused grand round. Um, if that is the case, we have uh, quite a few physicians that are really eager to, to do that. Um, however, uh, us doing the outreach or them doing the outreach, um, I think it's not maybe how the internal process goes within the institutions. And so someone internally needs to express desire for that topic to be hosted. And so we have uh, people at the ready to do that. And um, I'm more than willing to help facilitate any conversations or to go to um, any hospitals to help kind of advocate for things or whatever is necessary. Um, but it was a really cool exercise. I think it just took a few hours and made many, many phone calls and um, realized that there's a better approach to it. So I wanted to talk about it here because I'd love for um, anyone listening who is interested in helping us increase education within the hospitals to step forward and give us a call. Let us know that your doctor might be interested in bringing that up internally and we can help make that happen. Yeah. And, you know, one of the one of the reasons um, that that is so important um, is because uh, if if you are or know or care for a histio patient and something happens that they need to, for example, go to the ER, um, it's important for the doctors in the ER to understand the condition that they have so they know what course of treatment to take for whatever they're experiencing currently, or if they're having any kind of um, any kind of episode due to their histiocytosis. It's important for those, those ER doctors to know. It's important for, for all doctors to know, but um, you know, that's just one example of how um, grand rounds can really make a difference and really spread that awareness and knowledge throughout the, the hospital system. Okay. So um, what, when you're looking back over this year, what would you consider to be maybe one of the top one or two biggest accomplishments for the association or anything that you're most proud of? This is a wonderful question. I feel like it's hard to rank our top one or two biggest accomplishments because um, there are so many things that we've learned along the way. And I feel like every, every moment we've been growing in such a positive way. Uh, there's a few that I can touch on. Um, and so I'll, I'll share, I think, one of my uh, one of my favorites this year was being able to be there with the community. I think that was a huge accomplishment to be there with the community in person, um, when possible, safely, and in a variety of ways. Um, we were able to host a few patient support meetings. We were in Memphis. We were in Wisconsin. We were in Minnesota. 
And those were opportunities to bring patients and physicians together to have conversations, uh, also connecting patients with their peers, family members. Um, that was such a, a win for us because it's so important. Um, we know to the Histio community and the past one and a half years, we weren't able to do that. And so that was, was really a powerful thing to be able to see that come to life. Um, and the way that we bridge that with our, um, our virtual-based education opportunities, that also allowed for connection and collaboration. And I think that was a huge, huge accomplishment. Also internally, I was really impressed with the way that our team focused to figure out ways to streamline our internal processes so that way we can be more efficient and effective because we had to learn how to work virtually. Um, we are used to being together um, more often than not. And so we were able to really um, streamline a lot of what we do and um, have found some wonderful ways of working together internally as well. And then I just want to say thank you to the um, many fundraising events that took place this year, um, most of which were able to help support. We were able to be there in person, um, precautions noted and taken into consideration, of course, because of the, the global conditions. Um, but that was really an amazing opportunity as well to meet some families or to get back in person with some families and to be together. And I think ultimately one of the most important things that we can do is to fund research. And so uh, we were thrilled to be able to open our research program this year and to have uh, 15 applicants apply for grants from the association. It feels so good to know that physicians and researchers are able to get back into the labs and that we can support a really robust program this year and for future years. So we were thrilled for that. And um, that is many thanks to the support of the community and um, the unwavering commitment that the community has shown the association that we were able to do that. So um, that was really, really exciting. And I know this isn't our accomplishment, but I do want to give a big hats off to the Histiocyte Society for um, the amazing meeting that they hosted this year as well. I know you were very much a part of that. Um, Kathy, that was an incredible collaboration of physicians and um, researchers and clinicians just to see them come together and to hear some of the, the latest information about histiocytosis. That was another big accomplishment. So I know you asked me for one. I could probably go keep going on <laughs> all the things that, um, that we've seen happen throughout this year. Um, but really, I think it's the support of the community that is the most impressive always and the thing that we're always most grateful for. Absolutely. And the reason why we do what we do definitely. We're going to take a short break, but when we come back, we're going to hear more about the Histiocytosis Association's plans for the rest of this year and beyond. We'll be right back. Calling all hockey fans, we have an exciting opportunity for you to enjoy an NHL hockey game while helping us raise awareness about Histio to 20,000 plus people. Join us on Saturday, January 8th at 7 p.m. for Histio Night at the Philadelphia Flyers. They'll be taking on the San Jose Sharks at the Wells Fargo Center in Philadelphia. Tickets are nearly 40% off retail cost and $10 per ticket is donated to the Histiocytosis Association to help continue research, 
develop educational resources, and provide important emotional support to patients and families. Get your tickets today at histio.org slash flyers. Welcome back to part two of my conversation with Tiana Fournier, Executive Director of the Histiocytosis Association. In this second half, we look to the future and what's in store for the association in 2022. Let's dive in. Also in the the podcast in April, we looked forward a little bit to um, a little bit further into the future at some of the additional initiatives that were kind of on our radar. And some of those included the scholarship program, being able to engage with the community more, a global family group collaborative effort, and increasing our resources for patients and families. So where are we with some of these initiatives and will they continue to be priorities going into 2022? Yes, absolutely they will. The um, ambassador program, I know we touched on briefly, and I look forward to sharing more about that. Um, Again, it's really about creating a a way for patients and families and caregivers uh, to come together more and to, if if anyone's interested in being more involved in the association, to provide that opportunity. Um, The scholarship scholarship program is something that we are continuing to grow. We were able to provide four scholarships this year to students who are Histio Warriors and a Histio Warrior family member and to help them in their um, you know, in their educational endeavors. And that's such an amazing thing for us to be able to support. And so we're looking to grow that uh, in the future as well. The global family group collaborative effort is definitely something that I know um, we have been very passionate about. We are all working towards the same mission, uh, same vision, really. Um, we all are just looking to find the best treatments possible for histiocytosis, provide the best support possible for patients and families and ultimately to find cures for all histiocytic disorders. And to be able to understand more about maybe some of the challenges or positives that take place in various places around the world is fascinating. And it allows us each as separate um, family groups to be able to share some key ideas and learning and ultimately um, shows the community too how much support that they truly do have. There's an organization um, that we we connect with that is able to support anyone who is Spanish speaking. So we love to be able to say, here um, is an amazing resource for you that we currently don't have content on our website translated into Spanish. Um, So that's something that I think is really beautiful about this collaboration. And ultimately, um, we're excited to grow that and to to understand more about how we can lean on one another uh, so that we can do the best we can for the community. Yeah, that has been a a fantastic effort that goes back actually many years now um, that our community might not even realize when um, we we have uh, historically had a family group meeting during the society meeting just to give the family groups an opportunity to to get together and to talk about um, ways that they could collaborate or different um, challenges that they're having. Um, But back in 2016, when the Histiocyte Society meeting met in Dublin, there was a larger meeting um, just for this sort of thing. And it was, it was um, 
headed up by Carlos Rodriguez Galindo of St. Jude, who was the president at the time. And he was very interested in bringing everyone together, the family groups, the patients, the doctors and all of that. So it's something that we've been working on behind the scenes for quite a long time. And it's exciting to see it uh, continue to move forward and to, to see how we can all work together in the future. Because like you said, we do all have the same goal. We just have different challenges in our different areas of the world. And, um, you know, I think that sometimes what people might not realize is that, for example, like a drug that you could get here in the United States to treat histio might not be available in another country or on another continent. So being able to work together to figure out how to how to navigate around those things is a really powerful thing. Absolutely. So is there anything new that we've not touched on yet that's on your radar for this coming year? Yeah, that's a great question. I think that uh, one of the things I'm very excited for is the increased involvement that we've been having in advocacy efforts. One of the the new uh, opportunities that we've had is to have representation on uh, the PCORI Rare Disease Advisory Panel. And this is a federally funded uh, organization that has a mandate to help bring patient, caregiver, and physician voice into research. And that helps us make better decisions around our healthcare and also to um, inform treatments as well. And so the panel um, meets, uh, by, I think, biannually. And each panel member has a three-year term. And so we had to apply for the opportunity and we were really humbled to have a chance to be a part of this. And I'm looking forward to seeing where this brings us in the future. So the very first meeting is in December and it's a public meeting. So if anyone is interested in joining there, more than welcome to tune in virtually and to participate in the conversation. And really what this Why I'm so excited about this is that uh, raising awareness about histiocytosis is incredibly important. And there are are over 7,000 rare diseases. However, together, if we combine all of the patients that are impacted by rare diseases, we are not so rare. And so we, we do need to stand together to impact and influence some of the Um, challenges that we have historically faced, including following the same timeline for development of drugs, um, bringing them from through clinical trial, the population size that clinical trials often take. And so these are things that we can have conversations around together and also be able to bring the unique histiocytosis patient voice into the conversation because we have our own things that we really want to make known. Um, and to help to combat some of those challenges. I know early diagnosis is one of the things that we are often trying to figure out ways to influence. Um, the, the earlier we can diagnose someone with histiocytosis, the better the patient outcome. And so these are conversations that we're really honored to be able to be a part of. And it helps raise awareness within, um, you know, across the industry there, we're sitting alongside pharmaceutical um, industry members, we're sitting alongside members of the FDA and NIH. And so these are some of the places where we want histiocytosis to resonate and we want them to be more aware. Um, So it's just really exciting to have opportunities like this. And um, I would say something that I think I talk about kind of frequently, but it's because I really see this as a place where we can, we can influence and we have the support of other rare disease um, patients and advocates. And I think that that gives us even more strength and power to uh, make these big changes. So um, that's something I'm, I'm very excited about. And the opportunity to be a part of PCORI is really an honor. I love that. 
And, you know, I think at one point it might've been um, on another podcast episode, we were talking about how sometimes just being in these larger groups of um, other people that are, are either running rare disease organizations or dealing with rare diseases and being able to uh, talk about your story and being able to share your experience. Sometimes that sparks an idea in someone for something that they can look at to, to help their own rare disease and vice versa. So it's only a good thing. It's only a good thing. It is. And, and same uh, in terms of resources that organizations provide to their, their communities or their patient populations. Um, we've been able to get some ideas that we're going to bring in next year, um, things such as an ER wallet card, where you can print this off and it's a small credit card size uh, paper that you can laminate and it will say what your diagnosis is and some information that we fill in for you. So that way you can bring that into the ER if you, if you need to, and it, you don't have to answer those tough questions. Um, so these, these, this was something that another organization provided and we heard about it and said, wow, that's something that we think that our, our patient community would love. So we did a focus group and it was a resounding, yes, we would love you to create that. And so, um, absolutely just to build on what you said, Kathy, it provides that great opportunity to share ideas and resources. Yeah, Absolutely. So what would you say are some of the things that we've learned this year as we've worked towards some of these uh, some of these strategic goals? We learned the power of uh, hybrid and virtual. I think that has been a big shift for us. And as we also learned that as much as we love the virtual, we also love being in person. Um, and I think that I really found value in being able to kind of bridge both of those experiences so that we can um, bring the education or bring peer-to-peer support to more people. I think that's um, going to be something that we really can continue to learn from and really uh, take advantage of in the future. Um, I think, you know, we've seen webinars that we've hosted where we've had hundreds of people attend. We've also had in-person events where we were able to um, bring people in via Zoom. And so that's a really cool balance um, that we can we can meet people where, where you are at home. So you don't have to necessarily travel if it's um, not local to you, but you can still attend an event. And I think that was a really crucial learning opportunity for us. Um, also, again, the resources, uh, many, many conversations with individuals across our community to understand the things that we can be doing a better job at providing for you when it comes to resources. Um, a lot of the things that I've learned this year and that our team has learned this year through these conversations include things like those ER wallet cards, the, the importance of having information that you can give physicians. Um, also have learned a lot about ways that we can potentially equip patients and their families to have conversations with insurance companies to get uh, potentially savings opportunities from pharmaceutical companies if the the treatment that they're going for is um, approved by the FDA. Um, There's a lot of resources that we now have um, a list of that we can develop for the community. And that was a really uh, um, awesome learning opportunity for us was really just asking the question of where, where can we do better? And then having um, people feel very comfortable sharing that with us because that's why we're here. And so um, that was another thing that we've, we've learned this year is really just the value of listening to you and listening to what your needs are and then helping to shape our strategy and what we do. Um, and so some of those things you'll see are part of the website project. We'll be able to host those online so that you can have them at your fingertips. 
Um, so yeah, I definitely, there's been a lot that we've learned um, and a lot that we're really looking forward to um, bringing to the community. Um, I'll also say that uh, we've received so many more phone calls this year than last year, and I'm not sure um, what that is. I'm hoping it's that the website makes it easier for you to see where and how to contact us. Um, but please know that uh, we we want to talk to you and we want to have those conversations. So I've been thrilled that our phone has been ringing so much more. Um, we've been able to connect with families and um, spend time on the phone, making sure you have the resources that you need. And so I don't know if that's a learning more so uh, something I've been just really excited about that's happened this past year, um, but just wanted to touch on that as well. Yeah, absolutely. And we we know that our community appreciates uh, staying informed and getting involved. So how can people get involved in some of the work that we're doing? Yeah, we have uh, opportunities available to volunteer. So if you are interested and you have a something that you're passionate about, please always feel comfortable reaching out to us and sharing what you enjoy. Um, very, very likely that we will would love to have you participate in any way that we can. And so um, it's very likely that we will have a way that we could, um, you know, get you involved in the community. Um, for example, many times when we connect with, with a newly diagnosed patient, they want to connect with someone else who is experiencing the same things that they are. And while it can feel um, very helpful to talk to someone who's diagnosed with another rare disease or um, with cancer, it really makes a difference to, for example, an adult diagnosed with ECD to connect with another adult who has ECD because those questions and those experiences are going to be very similar. And so that's something that I know we are very um, eager to have volunteers for is if you're interested in being one of those um, touch points that um, we can have your information. We would always ask prior to passing it on, but that if I have someone on the phone who really would love to connect that um, we could have a few individuals that are interested in in talking to to um, to them. Um, so that's definitely one way I could see. And then if you're interested in hosting an awareness event or a fundraising event, we have a lot of opportunities for that as well. And um, we'll have some opportunities with the ambassador program next year as we'll be looking to really grow that program and define specific roles within that program for you to get involved. So um, we'll definitely be sharing more about that in the new year. Great. Um, and also their feedback. We'd love to hear their feedback on things like like the podcast and podcast ideas that they might have, anything that they could share with us that that um, they don't know or that they feel like is missing information or anything like that. You know, we'd love to to hear those those ideas so that we can we can add that to our podcast schedule. So before we wrap up, is there anything else you want to add or anything you'd like to say directly to our Histio community? I just want to say thank you for such an incredible year. I cannot believe that, um, you know, another year has passed us. It's, it's, it's really shocking to know that it's November. And, um, it just sort of flew by. And the support that we receive from the community has been just really um, amazing. I and mean, just to be able to see so many of you virtually or in person to be able to connect with so many of you. I know that's the thing that our team really loves. And so those opportunities this past year have been outstanding. We just really are thrilled to do the work that we're doing and just thank you for the hope and the encouragement that you provide to each other 
and for the promise that we will reach our vision of a world free of histiocytosis. I mean, that is truly why we're here. And so I'm just incredibly grateful. Um, I think I can speak on behalf of our entire team that we're all just so incredibly grateful. And um, you said it yourself, Kathy, just sharing your feedback on how we can continue to grow. I think that's really the most important part is we're here for you. And so we want to make sure that everything we're doing is is meeting the needs that you have and providing the information that you you really um, find the most valuable. So um, just feeling like you can pick up the phone and talk to us or send us an email and we really do want to hear from you. So um, I think that's that's probably what I would, how I would end. Um, and I know we will look forward to sharing in the new year all of the things that we have on um, on our, our docket for 2022 and updates as much as we can update you on everything that we're doing. So um, hopefully we'll have a chance to have more of these conversations and just keep you as informed as we can, um, because that's, that's, again, really what we love to do is just make sure that you see everything we're working on and take advantage of everything that we're doing and let us know what more we can do. Absolutely. And, you know, our, our listeners have made it clear that they enjoy these kinds of conversations um, to, to get a little glimpse into the association, to know what we're doing and to um, be able to take advantage of the opportunities that, that we have and for their, their opportunities to get involved and things like that. So this has absolutely been a fantastic and fun conversation. And um, I've really enjoyed being able to look back over the year and all the things we've accomplished and even bring some positive energy to the things we're looking forward to in the future. So, Diana, thank you so much for spending your time with us here today and catching everyone up on all the things we've been working on. It's definitely an exciting time at the Association and the History World at Large, and we are absolutely looking forward to a productive 2022. Thank you so much, Kathy. So there you have it. There are certainly a lot of things that the Histiocytosis Association has accomplished this year and also a lot of work happening behind the scenes as we finish out 2021 and head into the new year. There's so much more to come, so much more in the hopper, but as we mentioned, you are the reason that we do what we do. We definitely want to hear your feedback on how we can better serve you. So please reach out to us and let us know what kinds of resources or events or podcast episodes would help you in your journey with histiocytosis. I hope you found today's episode valuable and educational, and that it has brought awareness to some of the things that are available to you as a histiopatient, family member, or caregiver. If you liked this episode, please consider leaving a review, sharing with a friend, leaving us a comment, or taking a screenshot of the episode and tagging us on Instagram at histiocytosis underscore association. And of course, don't forget to subscribe so you're notified every time a new episode of Beyond the Diagnosis is released. Remember, we want to hear from you. If you have an idea for a podcast episode, you can email it to podcast at histio.org and put podcast idea in the subject line. For links to studies, articles, or resources referenced in today's episode, be sure to check out the show notes. As always, we've so enjoyed bringing you this episode of the podcast and look forward to sharing our next episode coming soon. Until then, take good care.